Hey guys, Drew Poplin here with the Gun Rack. Uh, we're having a little bit of a different episode, so kind of in lieu of talking about our normal, you know, firearms technology stuff and the Drew's clues and the tales from the range. Uh, this week we're going to have something a little different. Joey has sat down with a friend of his named Jonathan Elliott, who is a survivalist. So he talks a little bit about that, just his experience there. Uh, it's a really fascinating interview, and we think you guys are going to enjoy it. So, uh, sit back and relax, and enjoy this episode of The Gun Rack. Ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Range is hot. Lock and load. It's time for The Gun Rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Okay, everyone. So uh, I am here with a friend of mine, Jonathan Elliott, and uh, he is not only someone who who enjoys the world of firearms technology that we do over here at the Gun Rack, he also has uh, some other interests that are kind of adjacent to what we talk about that I thought you guys would be interested in. So first of all, welcome. And could, could you tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been working on? Yeah, yeah. Uh... So as Joey uh, mentioned, my name's Jonathan, um, and I, I try not to make firearms my complete uh, personality. So I have a few other interests, including uh, survival and you know backpacking and just wilderness skills. Um, it's a pretty big passion of mine, and I've probably been involved with like wilderness survival for I mean probably close to twenty years now. I, mean, I think I oh, think wow. I got involved yeah like a young age you know uh, probably around twelve in the Boy Scouts. Uh, but yeah, I I kind of stopped doing Boy Scouts after a couple weeks because they told me I couldn't carry a knife without a you know toting the, bag. Yeah, the whatever so, it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, you guys have too many rules. I just want to do my thing. So. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of how I think my love for the wilderness kind of got started. And I've kind of just been rocking and rolling ever since, uh, you know, watching various TV shows, whether it be Survivor Man or Man vs. Wild or, you know, newer series like Alone. And um, there's another one called uh, Dude, You're Screwed, which is actually pretty entertaining. Ooh, uh, I've never uh, heard of that one. Alone yeah. is awesome. It's It's stupid good. Yeah, the loans. It's it's one of those shows that I put on when I like want to kind of chill and like relax because yeah. it's very peaceful. Um, I actually read an article about it, and supposedly it was started as a social experiment. Huh. So yeah, I guess they do like analysis on the participants throughout the whole ordeal, and they use it as like a social experiment for I guess like isolation. Wow. Yeah, so there's a little bit more to it other than just like entertainment purposes. But no, I I, I love the show. I'm also uh, one of the moderators for our survival on Reddit. Really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's got like two and a half million uh, uh, subscribers, I guess. Uh, so I'm like one of ten moderators for that. So that's been kind of a cool little journey. Yeah, that's so cool. So with, I mean, how busy does that keep you? I have to imagine they're they're posting stuff all the time over there yeah i probably check it daily just to you know weed through like posts that don't you know have anything to do with the forum you know we have a lot of like uh tools that do like auto blocking for us when yeah it's, like, yeah you know, occasionally you get messages from people like bickering in the comments uh 
and we occasionally have to ban people, but it, it's not too bad. It's fun. You know, I recently got a message from, uh, I guess, Les Stroud over at Survivor Man is starting, a, he's creating a video game. Ooh, uh, very yeah, nice. Yeah. Virtual reality too. Yeah. I like so, that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I guess the team that's been working on that, like contacted the forum to kind of promote the game. And it was sort of like a, you got, if you guys want to ask less any questions, like, you know, shoot. So it was kind of cool. I, you know, I get to chat back and forth with them and kind of ask Les Stroud a few like personal questions and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. It's got perks. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, so you've been working on kind of survival stuff, wilderness survival stuff. Yeah. What is kind of the the most challenging event you've ever put yourself up against in, in that sphere? Yeah. So um, I've always wanted to do, all right, like everybody kind of, if you're into survival or like wilderness or even like firearms and stuff, like that kind of stuff, you, you always kind of like, man, there's always that like, you know, a little monkey thought in the back of your head. Where you're like, man, I wonder what it would be like if I were like in a survival situation. Like, what would I do? You know, yeah. Stranded on an island or, you know, I'm stranded in the mountains for the weekend. You know, like, what do I do? And we kind of live in the southeast. So it's not exactly the most rural of area. You know, yeah. you, you walk a mile or two and you're probably going to hit a road at some point. It's not mm-hmm. like out in the Rockies. I mean, I've been all out west and. You get you can get pretty wildernessy out there, you know, yeah. um, where you might not see anybody for a while. So it's not like you're gonna really be placed in a situation for more than you know 72 hours at most. So it's like you know, I think it'd be kind of fun to do some sort of scenario class. And if you've ever heard of a uh, Randall Adventure and Training, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, they they own the SC Knives brand. Um, okay yeah yes same company except it's their training side of it but they do a class called field survival supposedly one of their hardest classes and they do like you know wilderness survival bushcraft skills uh you know different like tracking courses it's all down in uh, alabama and uh so i was like you know field survival that sounds cool you know it's a 72 hour scenario you only get to bring a knife i think it's like a knife a compass a ferro rod like the clothes you're wearing and like a water bottle i think that's it there may have been like one more item. oh some like pace speeds um but that's essentially all you get and it's 72 hours and you're basically like going through a survival scenario you don't get to bring your phone or anything like that new flashlights there's very there's no food it's like yeah no, none to little food uh they basically put you through like all these like exercises and stuff to kind of get you in that like like as if you kind of crashed and like your heart rate's up and you're exhausted and all this like you're stressed out so they do that ex- right when you first get there and it, it's, it's a ton of pt and then you're like in a class with like 10 other people and they essentially keep you awake for 72 hours and you're just like running through the woods, completing challenges, trying to like do these different things like, you know, make fires and shelters. And, you know, we had to build a raft to get across a lake out of just wow. the materials we could find. It was really cool. Um, Like, you know, you had to, the hardest thing was probably uh, they had like a litter basket, which is what you carry like uh, patients and like during mountain rescues. Sure. Yeah. We had, we had to carry that through the woods probably around like 2 a.m. in the morning. It's like pitch black one headlamp the battery's yeah. dying and we have to 
keep a course that they gave us because a big part of the course is like navigation. So we're basically trying to like navigate through the woods at night, running through poison ivy while carrying 600 pounds of gear that they've loaded into this like litter basket. Yeah. And there's like, you know, like four guys on each side and it's just the worst terrain you can think of. And man, it was exhausting. There was only one point I thought I was like, going to quit, but I ended up making it through. Um, nobody quit luckily. And, but man, it was probably one of the hardest things I've done, but it was probably the most accurate thing I could think of in terms of like a survival situation and, you know, that kind of mentality. So I would recommend it for anybody who's like interested. Yeah. How long ago was that? That was in March of, no, I take that back May of this year. So it was May this year. It wasn't that hot. It got a little chilly at night, but man, the poison ivy is no joke. It's in brutal. Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama's no joke, just on principle. Right. So, <laughs> have you, I mean, that's about as intense a thing as I could, I could think of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is there a, uh, have you done anything that's like an extended period of time that you've, you've had to navigate? I wouldn't say I generally when I go camping mm-hmm. or backpacking, I, I tend to do shorter trips. Um, I think the longest I've done was probably like four or five days. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like through Limble Gorge. It's a pretty tough hike in, but once you get up to the rim, it's it's not that tough of a hike. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the longest trip, but I've never done anything like crazy, like long, like, you know, two, three weeks, you know, 40 plus miles. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I unfortunately enjoy comforts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't mind putting myself in uncomfortable situations, but if I can choose, I try to pick the more comfortable outcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've done a lot of uh, hiking out west, whether it be like Yosemite or Yellowstone, um, like Zion National Park, Grand Canyon, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I've done like, you know, long distances, but they're usually like, you know, one day. It's like, you know, you'll be like sure. 20 miles in a day or something. But yeah, I will say the coldest I've ever been was a friend of mine and I went camping. It was, I think it was January. It was like maybe in like 2015. We went camping on this mountain and we probably should have thought about it. We got the permit. Nobody else had gotten any permits. And we got out there. We were the only ones. And I looked at the weather forecast. It was going to get chilly. You know, we were yeah. knowing it was going to get cold. I think it ended up getting to three degrees. Yeah. We, we were like, oh, we don't need a tent. You know, we'll just do the tarp thing because it's not going to rain. Oh, boy. Yeah. So three degrees. Sleeping bags probably weren't where they needed to be. You try to go to bed and you just wake up freezing. We ended up, uh, I, I think I woke up at like 11 after we tried to go to sleep at like 10 or something. And there was just ice on everything. Everything was covered in ice. It was brutal. I think I didn't. So I ended up just like making a huge fire and just kind of like riding the night out because yeah. it was, it was frigid. Um, so it was probably the coldest I've been unprepared. Uh, after that, I've kind of, you know, I've, I've learned my lesson. So I probably, I've been in colder weather, um, I think I've been a negative 10 before, but I was obviously like ready for it. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. When you, do you do any like survival prep work at home? Do you have things that you work on there? Yeah, that's probably a huge passion of mine. Um, You know, I love digesting survival books, manuals. I love reading stories about survival. Les Stroud's actually got some pretty cool books that have like a compilation of 
different survival stories um, and he kind of gives his intake on them of like real world things. But I think a big passion of mine is actually building survival kits. Uh, really? Yeah. So I, I've been building them for many years. I have found ways to fit things in places that you wouldn't think you could get. Yeah. Uh, so I think I sent you a post on Reddit. It was yeah, like yeah, yeah. Reddit. So that was one of mine. And it's it's a pretty small kit. Uh, you know, you can fit in your back pocket if you have, you know, large jeans. Uh, and it's got pretty much everything you need, you know, shelter, water, fire, tools, uh, you know, first aid, everything um, that you could need in like a 72 to like, you know, 96 hour scenario. And it's a pretty compact kit. I've actually gotten quite a few requests on selling them, but man, they're going to be so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, when I build my kits, I use like the highest quality of everything. You know, I, sure. I don't, I don't, I don't want to cheap out on, you know, my life. So I generally like when I put them together, I take things that I have that I've collected over the years. And I, you know, I take the best, like a, this is the highest quality multi-tool and this is the best fire starter that I can find and, you know, so on and so forth. And, you know, I think I totaled it up. It was like over $400 of Ooh. stuff in this like small, like kit. And I was like, if I'm going to sell them, they're going to be like $600 plus. Yeah. So, cause I got to make a return on investment. Um, yeah. So, you know, if people are still interested, I'm, I'm down to make them, but you know, kits that range from like that kind of size to like little tiny pocket kits that you can slide in your front pocket. It'll pretty much give you the basics. And, uh, you know, one of my buddies basically said, he's like, you know, one of the most relaxing things I've ever done is uh, just like sit down and watch you put together a survival kit. It's like yeah. the way you find like a, the, the way you put things together and like use your, you know, visual sort of like reasoning and problem solving. It's like, it, it's crazy how much stuff you can get into this tiny little like space. I was like, I don't know. I just find, just find it enjoying, you know, it, the freaking opposite, dude. Yeah. I'll open up a tent <laughs> and I set it up and I'm like, this is never going back in that bag, dude. There, There is an unpacked tent in my car right now. I wish that was not true for that for that very reason. I envy that. Spatial reasoning is hard. And it's oh, very yeah. difficult to uh, learn. It's just kind of something that, mm-hmm. you know, some folks seem to have. Yeah, um, I'm always, I'm responsible for, you know, packing the car when it comes to trips and suitcases. And, you know, I, I always figure out ways to get things in places that they probably shouldn't be. But, you know, it always works out. So you've got this, I mean, I didn't realize when you showed me the the pack that it was that small. Good Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have it, I have it right here. I mean, obviously, people who, who are listening to this won't be able to see, but I mean, this yeah. is the size you can see compared to my hand. So it's probably, yeah, um, it's probably what, know, seven inches by four or five, something like that. Yeah, it's about that size. And it's pretty, it's like two inches thick. Um, So everything's in that kit. And then That's I have a... Incredible. The smaller one, you know, it's pocket sized. Uh, There's a tiny uh, Solcoa ten that they sell. I mean, these these boxes are pretty expensive. They're like machine milled, um, like aluminum. I think they're like this was like I think forty dollars just for the box. Oh, um, but it's the same box that uh, apparently the Navy SEALs use for their kits. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So not that I am like oh Navy SEALs, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. But in this box, I custom made because i couldn't find a container that i liked so you made yeah. it yeah so it was a huge it was like a very tall mess tin mm-hmm. so it was probably like that thick originally and i it was like the perfect size this way and i was like but it's way too thick so i was like all right i bet i can like 
cut the lips on the top and the bottom because there was a ridge that like prevented it from like going together. So I was like, all right, I'll cut that out. I like took a like a razor blade and kind of scored it multiple times. And then eventually like it just popped off. Uh, and then I was able to like kind of squish them both together to basically like where they're overlapping exactly. So yeah, I kind of made like a custom 10. Um, wow. And I took quite a few requests on the post, like how did you make the box? You know, like, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would not occur to me in a thousand years. That's yeah. pretty sweet. So I, I like I like making custom kits, custom gear, that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll usually try to like craft something if I don't have it or I can't find it. Yeah. Well, you've been doing it a while now, obviously. But when you get when you're looking to build a kit, I know there's a whole industry geared that way. Do you tend to follow a blueprint? Do you feel it out for yourself? I guess there is a, a slight blueprint because you generally want to focus on certain areas of survival to make sure those items are included. So you know right. things that things like you know you want shelter items or a way to build a shelter. So that might include like a space blanket or uh, emergency bivy or even just like a plastic tarp of some sorts. And then like maybe some cordage or something. And then you might have items for fire making. So like a lighter and a ferro rod, if you know how to use it, and like matches, fire tender. And then, you know, you need water. So like water filter, a way to store water, whether it be a bag or like, you know, sometimes you can build a container into a metal water bottle, you know, if you want it to do that way and save the water tight there. And then, you know, some water purification tablets, that kind of stuff. So there's different groups that you want to like focus on fire water shelter navigation signaling so that you can get out of the situation so like having a whistle and a signal mirror that kind of stuff uh, and then tools whether it be like a knife or a multi-tool um, some repair items like 550 cord wire duct tape's always great to have and you can find a million uses for duct tape so you, there's like, you know, a blueprint that you kind of follow. And then you kind of want to think about, okay, how big do I want the kit? What kind of size container am I going to put it in? You know, how am I going to carry it? So if you're thinking like, I want to be able to have it on me all the time. So maybe pocket size, you know, and you might take something like this and you can hit all those key items minus maybe shelter, but you're going to have a smaller amount of them. You got to really look for smaller versions of everything. So instead of putting like a full size big lighter, you got to put a big mini in there. And like, you probably won't be able to put a full thing of matches in there. You can like do maybe like 12, 15. And so you kind of have to like reduce some um, and just kind of figure out like, and generally the sm when things get smaller, they get more expensive Yeah. because you know, Oh yeah. It, it, it costs more to make smaller items than it is, you know, big cheap items. Um, but yeah, I mean, so if you're looking at like, I want a tiny kit, then you're going to have to do smaller items and you kind of have to like limit what you have. But if you're like, hey, I'm going to have a backpack with me all the time or like a fanny pack or something, I don't really care if it's a rigid container, then, you know, you can obviously get more stuff in there and get redundant items, larger items, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, I would say there's a blueprint there. I did create a list. So what I did was I wanted to figure out what maybe the ultimate survival kit would be. So I've collected books, articles, all sorts of different military manuals, like survival manuals of all sorts uh, over the years. And I took the survival kit list out of every one of those, put them in an Excel spreadsheet, and basically just like removed duplicates. So that way it listed off, because a lot of people like, they have the same things like, you know, sure. you yeah. matches. So you know, it kind of broke it down into like, this is exactly what, you know, if you wanted to build the ultimate kit, this is everything you need on it. And, you know, it ranges from like, you know, the military gave their input and like 
survival experts and then just like general like survival people or articles or backpacking like kits on like this is the 10 essentials that kind of stuff so i have a, a pretty cool like uh, list now that if you wanted to build like the ultimate kit it basically would be what you need to put in that kit it's actually kind of a neat list so it kind yeah, of helps wow <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah. um when you are building kits out do you obviously you have an amount of time that you basically want to be you know covered for when you build it do you normally just go for that 72 hour period do you make some of them bigger smaller yeah. even i usually shoot for 72 hours i mean mm-hmm. I, i've read a lot of articles i've you know listened to industry experts uh you know i've talked to a lot of search and rescue people and generally in the continental us 72 hours is the max that, probably that's about spend. It. Yeah, yeah like three days if it's more than three days you're probably in a pretty bad situation you've hurt yourself you're trapped somewhere um or you've gotten yourself really lost i i mean like i said in the southeast if you walk in one direction long enough you're gonna hit a road yeah um in a paved road that it might be a little different out in like you know the rocky mountains or like some huge like national park or like blm land area where you know you're not going to see another person uh for quite some time so you know maybe if i lived out in that area i would prepare for maybe you know 96 hours um you know add a day on or i might have different gear tailored to that because you know out in those areas you have a big bear and mountain lion issue yeah. so i might i might add a firearm to my serial kit whether it be uh you know like glock and 10 millimeter or some sort of shotgun or something or a 22 rifle even that will help a little bit um but yeah i, I mainly focus on that 72 hour window i think that's probably a good window to think about so if you're looking at 72 hours focus on what you think you're going to need you know packing a bunch of food and is probably not necessary Mm-hmm. Um, focusing more on shelter and fire and water. You have those three things. You're probably going to make it through. Um, yeah. you know, you, if you have a, if you're warm and, you know, you're not bleeding out and you're ingesting enough water, you know, you're probably going to be okay for a couple of days. It, it, it's not impossible. I I've done it before. So. Yeah. 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 If someone is looking to get started in that space, what is was kind of a like an entry level way to experiment with that? Yeah, so I would recommend maybe getting into backpacking a little bit. So if you're not even like familiar with the outdoors, I would say get started in camping, whether it be car camping or you know going on a like two day or an overnight or three night trip, uh, and just kind of getting used to being out in the woods because a lot of stuff that you do in survival is kind of just like a more permanent version of camping you still got to start a fire you still got to create your shelter and you got to feed yourself and find water but you know if you're used to that kind of stuff like you know okay i've been camping but i kind of want to get more into the out you know the survival side of things um i think looking at the 10 essentials list that's put out by the mountain wilderness institute i think that's what it is so there's like the 10 essentials it's basically like everything the 10 items you should keep on your person when you venture out even on a day hike yeah. um and it, it you know it's just it's a simple list uh you know they don't make it too difficult 
uh, and they even list out like, you know, examples of things you should have. Um, but if you want to get like real nitty gritty, then, you know, the SAS survival guide is a great start for new people. Um, it's packed full of information. John Lofty Wiseman is, you know, he's known as like one of the fathers of survival, you know, and he's done a lot of the military. He's written a lot of books for the military in terms of like survival. So I would say that's a great avenue to start with. And then if you, you know, want to actually start trying out gear and like practicing, then go camping with the intent of sleeping in a tent, but then also, you know, set up a shelter, um, make a debris shelter, you know, try and start your fire with just your, you know, flint and steel. Um, you know, don't bring any you know, fire starters, try to kind of do the things that you would do in a survival situation with the knowledge that you have an out. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you can even try and set in a survival situation and, you know, try and sleep in it. And if you are just like super uncomfortable and it's awful, then go ahead and hop back in that tent and just get a good night's rest. But, you know, yeah. it kind of shows you what you need and what you don't need. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. What did I, have I missed anything of the big points in this, in this space? This has been, I, I know I did camping a lot, you know, in middle and high school. I did some um, reenactment camping, you know, uh, with, flint and steel and and tarps yeah. and and misery but it has been quite some time since i've i've been in this space it's been fascinating no it's i i love it um you know there are a lot of schools out there that you can do at classes like they have one day classes um there's a lot in north carolina that you can actually do uh i would recommend one i mean one of the better ones that you know and i've been to it personally is uh, the randall adventure and training school they are known worldwide by many people uh and it's a great group of guys that you know teach these courses and you know they even have like if you don't want to do field survival and like you know do it rough they have a bushcraft class that basically allows you to go out there learn the skills you want but then you know at night you get to you know shoot the crap around the fire and hang out with awesome guys and camp out and you know cook wonderful food and just you know try out new knives and that kind of stuff uh so i would say like if you're like really wanting to know like you know i'm curious about survival and like i really want to do this but like i don't know where to start or like i'm not comfortable like doing it on my own like take a course you know um there are a lot of them out there so just find a course that you like and uh you know try it out you know just do it Oh, I probably should have asked this earlier. When you do this stuff, obviously in that event you were talking about that took took place last year, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, you were working in conjunction with some folks to get a lot of that done, like dragging stuff across. And Yeah, um, yeah. Do you ever go through these things with people? Do you normally solo the, the, the events or... Uh, I mean, from what I've seen, a lot of the classes are group exercises. Um, so I don't, at least when I was doing it in that course, uh, it was primarily, you know, a group event. You just, yeah. They want you to kind of rely on each other, work together, work as a team. Because a lot of times when you go out in the woods, you're with somebody else. Um, sure. Not to say that happens every time. So it's always great to do those things together because then you can kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And, you know, some people are more skilled than others um i had a pretty good knowledge of how to make fires and you know knife skills and all this other stuff and 
you know, some of the guys there, like, you know, you would think like, oh, you're doing this hardcore field survival course and they didn't know how to, you know, make a fire with flint and steel. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of their knife skills were pretty lacking or, and so it's like, you know, you can kind of work with each other, but then they're better at like, you know, getting through PT and navigating that kind of stuff. So it's like, you know, you, you get to bounce ideas and learn from one another. So, yeah, I, I, I think a group class is excellent. Um, it'd be kind of fun to, to do a solo exercise. I mean, I feel like that would be like, you know, going on alone though. Yeah, no, I feel like that's just (laughs) someone dropping you off in exactly like I would say Uhari, but I feel like it it would have to be somewhere uh, more daunting than that. And then, you know, they're back four days later. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) I've seen some pretty fun, uh, like YouTube videos of people doing that, though. There's a lot of you. That's another resource is YouTube. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that are into the whole wilderness survival sort of thing. And you know, there's a lot, there's plenty of people that do solo, you know, YouTube adventures and they go out in the woods with their kit and they stay out there for a few days and just, you know, see how their stuff see works. If, and, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Have you yeah. ever thought about doing that yourself or is that you're not, not your thing? I mean, I think I would do it. I probably wouldn't record it. I'm not, I mean, I'm on YouTube, but uh, I'm not the uh, content creator. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for hopping on. I don't think we've yeah. ever talked about anything like this on here. But it's so fun, and one of the things we we like to talk about, especially when it comes to the world of firearms tech, is the importance of classes and continuing to learn things. Um, And I think this is another place where people could expand into that really could resonate, you know. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's 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 really great. Thank you so much. This is uh, once again Jonathan and Wilderness Survival. So, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on. So uh, thanks again to Jonathan for sitting down with Joey and talking. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot from that. If this is something that you guys uh, like, us branching out into sort of different forms of content with us talking about survival things, just let us know. That is this week's episode of The Gun Rack. Have fun, stay safe, and we will see you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.